0: Okay, so you know, you, you, you're a quarter of a billion pound company after nine years. Obviously, you've experienced rapid growth. Mm. What, uh, from, a, from an OD and L&D perspective, what are the principal challenges that that's thrown into? So I, when I joined Miss Guided 12 months ago, I was the first L&D role in there. Um, so all of that growth has been achieved without any real kind of, development any real kind of learning it's just been so fast paced so i think one of the biggest challenges was before i arrived there'd been a big reputation building because within the business we've got an lnd person coming in two months he'll solve that he'll do that and so that was nice of them to say that what they didn't say is it might take him this long to do it so i think one of the biggest challenges was when he arrived there was literally kind of people at the door asking can you do this for me can we have this can we have that and I think what was abundantly clear from some very early conversations, there was a lot of ambiguity. So I remember having a conversation with somebody about, we need, right, you in? How we need laws of negotiation skills development. And then when he asked the questions, well, how do you negotiate? Who do you negotiate with? And there was very different expectations of it. So I think the biggest challenge was not falling into the trap of saying, yes, we'll do that tomorrow. Mm. I think the biggest challenge was really creating what we wanted to stand for within L&D, aligning it to the people strategy and setting our stall out that this is what we're going to deliver for the business. It's going to take this long. However, what we enabled ourselves to do was some quick wins. So engaged with that captive audience by running things like mindset. So the, the pink response you've got around the room are about misguided mindset. We're very on creating that growth mindset or MFI as we call it. So we were able to engage with people like that and we were able to run some leadership development, just a one day workshop for over 70 leaders who, who had never had any kind of leadership mm. development. So it was about probably stemming the tide alongside engaging with people and getting their buy-in, which was difficult because a lot of conversations had to end with, no, we're not going to do that because we're going to do this. I remember I had to kibosh a plan where we were going to spend thousands of pounds on an external trading partner with rubbish. Um, uh, I don't mind sharing that. However, they'd, they'd been looking at that for a few months. So it was that challenge of being uh, being brave and saying, this is what we will deliver, this is how we'll do it. And it's kind of getting that buy-in as well as, building that time. Um, looking back now, I'd like to say the right thing to do. So when you joined, two, two years ago? Did you um, say? 12 months ago, 12 months ago. Yeah. Um, what, tell us what state performance was in the um, It didn't exist. Uh, there was an annual appraisal, but you'll be glad to know, um, of which only 20% of leaders were actually doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Most of them didn't even know it existed that annual appraisal was literally an identikit annual appraisal if you googled annual appraisal and downloaded what you found that's what it was um, people were not having performance conversations people were not getting feedback people were not being engaged in terms of what they really wanted to achieve and what that meant was that people were being rewarded the same as anybody else no matter what their performance was people were being promoted for being good at the job we were in, subject matter experts, but with no real kind of engagement about this is going to be the transition to becoming a leader, this is now what would be expected of you. So there was, there was really nothing um, at all from a performance management point of view. A few managers tried and probably brought with them some things that they'd experienced before, but that meant there was inconsistencies with it. So leaders weren't having the same conversations. senior leaders weren't talking about the same... Tools on the same environment, and it was quite interesting actually because, from a performance management point of view, there was a desire to have it from a point of view of engaging with people and having that conversation. Probably managing the challenging conversations with the millennials, so again, the younger generation, salad me down, and give them a chance to actually really engage and to say, "Absolutely, if you want to be promoted, this is what we expect from you, or this is what you can get in return." However, when you spoke to a lot of these, they wouldn't say we need performance management. They would just describe all the yeah. different elements that they needed. So that created a challenge in itself because we had to be very careful that we didn't simply turn around and go, here's this performance management thing, mm. because they probably would have mm. fought it a little bit. Um, being honest, it gave us an opportunity because we were able to listen to that and then deliver what it is that they asked for. But we had to be very careful in terms of how we termed it, how we labelled it we boxed out absolutely okay